Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Oh, wait, sorry. Give me just one second here. I just need to, um, let me just get that. Don't tease me like this, Chris. It's a delicious ice cold Olipop just for you. It's fine, right? It's great. It's fantastic. It's better than fine. It's out of this world. It's amazing. It's hot and ready. It's hot and ready. <laughs> That's a bit that I hope never leaves. Why would it have to? Actually, I have the Olipop here, but um, I was going to try and start the episode by eating a piece of uh, delicious hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars. But the problem is I could I just couldn't wait because it's so delicious that how can you wait for anything? Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. If we don't get royalties from at least one of those companies. This is what I'm saying. I mean, really, honestly, I am whoring myself out there more than I have ever whored myself out before. And you, having known me for a long time, can attest that's really saying that's something. That's a lot. Yeah. It's nearly impossible. I know. I know. I've previously to, thought unachievable. Yes. Lower levels than you would have <laughs> ever imagined. And yet, here we sit. Cheers. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, if you're looking for someone to sponsor your product. Yeah, we're available and willing and ready. Hot and ready. Little Caesars. Stop, pizza, stop pizza. doing that. Let's not do that. I mean, this is going to be another bit again. going to drill it into the ground. How I are you? I can't help it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, the more you say it, the more convincing it sounds. Good. I'm going to. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. My uh, samples for our merch store have shipped. Oh, I did look at that. I have to relook at it again because you asked me, like, what do I like? And yeah, I, what I, would you like to, to try out? Because if you don't say anything, I'm just going to send you five mugs. I know. I do want there are things I have to relook at it again and really go over it. There were a couple things I was like, oh, maybe that, maybe that. But I, I want to like. I got a, um, a V-neck shirt. As I am one to wear. I did. One of my things was like, I'm going to buy at least one V-neck shirt. Right. Probably one of every design we have, right. we end up having. Right. So this place has to have a good V-neck shirt. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I got one of those. I got a pint glass. I might get, hold on, wait, I didn't get a chance to ask Sarah about this, but hey, Sarah, last week you said no to a meet. She's already exhausted with this. I, I like I'm two words into this. Last week, you said no to a media lunch break poster, but could I get Emerson a media lunch break hoodie? He's actually thinking about this one. Or she didn't hear what I said and she's ignoring it. She's going to say yes because she knows he'll grow out of it by the time it's cold again. Did you hear what I said or are you just watching Call the Midwife? How exhausted are you with this bit? She's asleep. This is how we get her to sleep. I trained somebody at work all day today. Oh, that sucks. I'm so burnt out. That sucks. He's a good kid. He's, he was fine, but I I am burnt out. Is this how you talked when you had to train me at the company? I didn't train you. You didn't train me. And you know what else? Neither did anyone else. And that's why I didn't last very long. And you long. know what else? I did talk that way about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I still do. I still do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep an eye out. We might have merch very soon. Yeah. I'm excited about that, actually. Yeah, I got to go over and see what I like in there and kind of pick out some things. But that'll be good. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Get yourself a nice 
media lunch break hoodie. A nice media lunch break jock strap. Ooh, I like that. I don't think we have those. I mean... It's an untapped market. You know what? I will make them myself by hand. And teeth, if I must. If the demand is there, I will step up and I will kneel down. That's the weirdest one I've ever done. Welcome to the media lunch break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and strap on that jock strap because my name is Chris Treble and alongside me as always is my co-host Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. And with us uh, evidently is also Ace Ventura. It gets more of that every week. It does. I'm gonna. Should I see... Uh, here's what I think I should do. Should I see for the next couple of weeks how far down that rabbit hole we can go until I come back the other way and go back to normal? Absolutely not. No. Vetoed. He said he was retiring. Was that an April Fool's joke? Uh, how many April Fool's ago was that? Um, One? Oh, no, Zero? he just said this. Yeah, he did just say this, yeah. didn't he? April 1st. It's April. Yeah. <laughs> and he said no, it on no, no, April 1st. I feel like that feels like something Jim Carrey would have said a couple of times. He's an odd duck, that Jim Carrey. I just, I ask because I saw it as a, like a sponsored post and a bunch of people in the comments were like, everybody just keep in mind what day today is. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's nah. a trickster. He's a trickster him. that it, that I Jimmy Carrey. I believe him in the way that I believe that he thinks he means that and that it won't actually happen. All right. But I've also seen a lot of news sources come out and say that he is serious. But none of them have like doubled down. Right. Since then. Right, right, right. No, I believe he believes that. Will it actually happen? That I don't believe. But I believe it also that. happened the same day that Will Smith said he was going to rescind his. That his, he was sorry for what he did. April membership? Fools? No, it's his membership. Like he was like, I'm going to resign from the. I don't know right. what the word is from the academy. Yeah, but he doesn't work for the. So it's not a resignation. I don't know. But he just was like, I'm not going to. Well, no, he resigns his membership. Right. Yeah. But th- th- it was just such a weird April first for so many big things because you couldn't tell what's real and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. What if it's all fake? And then Morbius came out, and I was like, this is fake. That is definitely. A thousand percent. This is a fake movie. And that, of all the things, was so real, it's chilling. (laughs) Viscerally real. Isn't it just? Andrew, it is the best day of the week, my friend. It Uh is Tuesday. Tuesday News Day. Yeah, baby. We've got a bunch of news. Uh, Before I get to actual news, I got to start off with the sad news. Gilbert Godfrey passed away. Is that true? That is true. I had a feeling you hadn't read this because I I just found out about it like a few hours ago. That makes me so Um, sad. Yeah. So this just broke. As of this recording, this just broke today. Gilbert Godfrey passed away. You and I have talked many times about a beloved joke of ours called the aristocrats. (laughs) We've said it to each other, right? Recited many versions of it. Some of it our own, some of it just repeating what others have said. For those of you who know Gilbert Godfrey from things like Aladdin and problem child and things like that. He was always like, if he popped up on screen, he was always a standout. But if you've never seen Gilbert Godfrey do stand up and you think, Oh, it's the guy from Aladdin doing stand up. You have not seen it. 
done. He's one of those guys like uh, like Bob Saget yes. was a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you where have if not you went seen... to see Bob Saget thinking like, oh, it's the dude from Full House. You were in for a rude awakening. Yeah, a real treat. And in the same way, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried had quite a mouth on him. But also, from all accounts, just like classic comedian's comedian, like made everyone, everyone who would go up on stage were also in the back watching Gilbert Gottfried laughing their asses off. There's some real choice ones. Obviously, like I said, I mentioned the aristocrats. You can still find it. It's a little harder to find than the Bob Saget version of the aristocrats, but you can find it. And if you can watch it, because that if I'm sure you remember Andrew from it, but it is in the moment that they talk about in the film, he said it at Hugh Hefner's roast, which was right after 9-11. And he had just bombed doing a joke basically about 9-11. And then as a response to the audience launched into this aristocrats joke, which is an amazing and it's really an amazing testament to like the power of laughter and how they said it was very like a cathartic thing to go through this joke uh, so soon after. One of my favorite bits, though. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I haven't looked it up, but maybe I'll look it up tonight. Is actually from Bob Saget's roast where Gilbert Gottfried basically gets up and repeats something like Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1992. And it's just it's like just saying a line doesn't do it justice, but it is Gilbert Gottfried's voice just constantly finding a way back to say the phrase. Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in like 1992. It's I, it's fantastic. And it's like, yeah. don't believe what you hear that Bob Saget, like he just constantly goes over it and just beats this dead horse into the ground and then back out the ground again. It's a brilliant piece of comedy. This comes right after, I think it was like a week ago as of recording that uh, his, uh, like a, a voicemail of his actual voice was released is sort of leaked to the public. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard it. It just sounds like a regular boring guy. It's a regular voice. Yeah, yeah it's a regular boring very, and voice. And I don't know if that's, because it's a, it's from a very, very long time ago. It's him, like, talking to his agent, trying to get a gig. Right. So it's it's easily 30 years ago yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he became this other person or, like, if, you know, if he's putting on something. I, I, I sort of doubt it. Uh, he always felt very, very authentic. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard interviews with him, and as with a lot of performers, the voice he puts on is just a heightened version of right. his speaking voice. You know what I mean? He doesn't always do that. He, that's a comedic. The same way, like Bobcat Goldthwait, that oh, is not sure. his normal speaking voice. It's somewhere around there, but it's a very heightened version of that. There's some people think there's like a big, I don't know mystery behind the Gilbert Godfrey voice. And I'm like, no, he just, he puts it, he puts it on. Cause he knows that that's going to kill. Yeah. You know? And it did. It really did. A lot of the time. It got him Disney money. It got him sweet, sweet Disney money. That sort of money that we're all looking for. It got a dirty comedian Disney, Disney money. money. That's yeah. how good a voice it was. Yeah. And he was the Affleck duck. That's true. Let's not forget that. He was until he wasn't. But yeah, that was, like I said, um, you and I big comedy fans, uh, have probably quoted his bits a couple of times. So I remember one of his brilliant bits was being the king of like 
an island because it was surrounded. It was filled with celebrities with just one name, and he had oh, two names. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. There were well, there you were many that? different yeah. islands because there was also the yes. the two name middle initial with Samuel L. Jackson and right. Michael J. Fox, and, and then Tom, there was yeah. a, and then there was the ones and the island with people with three names: Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. yes, and, yeah, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah, and things yeah. like that. <laughs> so yeah, I remember that. And they I just said remember death to the two named man. Yeah, and I'm just like I, I remember watching that bit. And just going like, oh, that is brilliant. You know, and he just kept going and he just had so many references. It's one of those. It's interesting. I just heard there was a TikTok with a comedian talking about something that he referred to as crossing the desert, which is where he said there's there's a way to do a joke that is pretty good the first time. And you keep doing the bit. Right. And people are like, "Okay, I get it. And then by the third or fourth time, they're like, I'm sick of this bit. And that's the desert. And you right. have to cross the desert. the desert. And by the time you cross the desert and you're on the sixth or seventh time doing the bit, it becomes even funnier than it was the first time. Yeah. And he uh, he referenced a bit by a, a, a young local comedian who came out and did. He was like, all right, that's my set. I got to go. But before I go, let's do a little call and response. And he, he like started up some jazz. And he was like, right. I hate my parents and I tell them so. And then like have the audience do it. And right. like they were like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then he kept doing the bit. And it went on for like five or six minutes. And right. eventually the audience was just not responding anymore. And like they was supposed to be a call and response where they fed it back to him. And they right. just weren't doing and it anymore. And it. then after about like eight or nine minutes of it, they were all just in stitches dying laughing because he just kept telling these horrible things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and he just kept doing it. And everyone was just like, this is ridiculous and hysterical. Yeah. And I felt like Gilbert Gottfried was sort of the master of crossing the desert. Yeah, he will just hammer this thing and he's just going to hammer it and hammer it and hammer it and it's going to hit a valley. But he's going to hammer and hammer and hammer and build it back up again. Yeah, he could definitely. Norm McDonald is one of those as well. Yeah, there's another guy, Dom. um, DeLuise. Yes, Dom (laughs) DeLuise. No, Dom Herrera is another one. If you've ever seen the comedian Dom Herrera, where he will just he'll like develop a list and just keep going like this rapid fire of like a million things and it's funny and then it's not and then you're like oh my god this guy keeps going well i think that's also why um he's the perfect guy uh gilbert godfrey to tell the aristocrats joke because the aristocrats is just a desert yes (laughs) it is it's one long desert and he lives in the desert yeah 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 (laughs) just love his aristocrats they're sucking and fucking and sucking. <laughs> it's just that repeating over and over again. So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Watch some Gilbert Gottfried clips. Or at least watch Aladdin again. Yeah, There you go. All right. So should we get to some uh, some some more news, some better news? Sure. I don't know if it's better, but it's other news. I have some better news. Some. All right. Well, I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm a little alone. I have and a little teaser as well for the future. I have, and I'm not exaggerating, my favorite news story we have ever done. I wonder if I have it in mind, too. <laughs> I might know what it is. All right. All right. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. As always, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of everything. I've I don't got a little a Marvel. I've got a little give DC. A I don't care. I'm done with this, Chris. I'm fucking sick of it. As always, the choice is yours. What would you like to start with? I would like to start with you going and fucking yourself. Well, too bad. I want to 
to talk about Stranger Things. Ah, yes. Yes, so season four of Stranger Things yeah. has come out with a full trailer. What the fuck is up what with... What is up um, with any of it? What the fuck is up with David Harbour always being in a Russian snowy prison? It's his new thing. It's his specialty now. He's <laughs> being typecast. Yeah, he you is. Ask me. I know. If you don't, if you don't watch it, David Harbour, you are in for a long career. Imagine how bad that would be to be typecast to always be in the cold. Every shoot in like nothing but a ju- like a prison jumpsuit. Every movie, every TV show. Oh yeah, you're that guy who sits in the snow for eight hours a day while we film. Yeah, it's this. It's the showbiz version of being like stationed to the Arctic Circle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what would saying. that would suck. Wouldn't you rather be typecast as the guy in the Bahamas? <laughs> That's what I've been trying to do forever. <laughs> I know, right? You gotta if, listen. If we need a guy who's gonna sit in a, a in a reclining chair on a beach in the Bahamas and drink Mai Tais. Well, yeah. Let's go through our files. Let's see who we got. Ah, this guy. Let's get Chris Treble. I know that he can play that character because I've seen him do it ten times already. Yeah, I don't have much of a range, but if you need an <laughs> average-looking doofy white guy yeah. to lounge on a beach chair in a Hawaiian shirt and as while you're eating Little Caesars, while eating Little Caesars, and your hero goes by, yeah. and the dorky guy puts his glasses down to the middle bridge of his nose. And peers over his glasses with some sort of shocked look on his face. I am your man. And bonus points if he has to tell the aristocrats joke. Yep. Yep. And Andrew, actually, it's really great at playing the guy lounging face down on the chair next to the guy with the sunglasses so that the guy with the sunglasses can tap him on the back and he can sit up. And go, what, what, what? I thought for sure this was going to be a weekend of Bernie's reference. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been good. I should have done that. Can we go back? No. Excellent. We can I, only go forward. So, Stranger, Stranger, Thi- I almost said Stranger 4. Stranger Things Season 4 yeah. got this trailer and there's a bunch of stuff going on. We got to look at the uh, the big bad in this. Well, presumably. Yeah. Right? No, I actually watched a, a trailer breakdown right before this. Sure. Then, but what the fuck do they know? <laughs> It's true. Yeah, they could change. What, was it the Duffer Brothers breaking it down? Yes. Was it actually? Yes, it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. Yeah. Uh, and they called it their big bad. They yeah, said right. this year they're going. This season they're going for like a. They've always wanted like a Pennywise or like a Pinhead or like oh. an actual like bad. It looks like they're succeeding because when that thing showed up, it I, I literally went, "That's scary." It's terrifying yeah. just looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in this one. Looks like there's going to be a big old showdown in the Upside Down, which is going to be really, really cool. What did you think of this trailer? What's what's was your initial reaction? Spooky. Yeah, I'm very interested. All the kids. The first thing I thought halfway through the trailer was those are adults. Those are those, those are, are just very grown ass adults. I was talking with somebody today. I was like, Finn Wolfhard, I think, is older in Ghostbusters. So that came out already <laughs> than he has in, that he is in this show yeah. that's about to come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they look they're They it, it's I'm very intrigued to see where this goes. Yeah. There's something very magical this is going to you're going to laugh at this. There's something very magical about the show Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Why would I ever laugh? Hang on. Like, I mean, magical for the viewer. I know what you meant. OK, I, yeah, I don't mean I like there's magic meant. in the show because there is magic in the show. There probably is. But my point okay. is just that it's it's 300, 400 episodes long. 
and throughout it, you see the characters physically change slowly. Oh, yeah. Which yes, is something very interesting. This. We have yeah. talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. And so, for example, Goku goes from being like a very skinny, sort of cut, but skinny 20-year-old-ish right. to being like a Dwayne Johnson-looking dude right. over the course of like 300 episodes. Right, like myself. Yeah, like we've seen you do over the course of this podcast. Yes. But, you know, in reverse. Right. And um, I like. And to, by that, you mean I've gotten younger. That's right. That's exactly what I mean. Yes, thank you. Not at all that you've gotten scrawny and pasty. So, yep. in that show you see that happen and it's very interesting to see and, and another thing that happens with that is the show sort of gets darker and darker there's more death there's more destruction right. as the characters age and his son is a baby at the beginning and as that character grows into a teenager throughout the show right darker things start happening to him and he has to start making harder and harder decisions and i'm very interested to see if this show is going to go that direction, that as these characters are aging into adulthood, we are going to be seeing more and more horrifying things. Right, right. I think of like Harry Potter is another great example yeah. that like the first one is sort of all cheeky and fun. Right. And by the time they're adults in the last one, it's like they're just killing kids. Yeah. yeah they're just killing kids. Just killing they're kids, literally man. a child army going up yep. against wizard Hitler. Yep. I think you could be right. It seems to be leaning that way. I'm cautiously optimistic about this season because I think this one may be there might be a little bit of growing pains because it was so kind of in flux because of COVID because they had a good thing going. You know what I mean? They were like kind of on it as far as um, film and release and film and release as the kids age so that the characters get age in real time. Very quickly on that note, do you think it's a bad or neutral or good sign that this season is split into two parts? I think it's neutral. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the story that they're trying to tell, maybe they're just trying to split it up into two also, I don't know what's going to happen as far as season five. Right. Because season five is their last one. Yeah. So I don't know if they if filming is underway. I don't know when that's if it's even planned on when it's coming out or not. So I don't know if they're just trying to like, even though it's like a month apart from each other, just kind of keep that buzz going for a little longer by splitting it up into two. There seems to be a lot going on plot wise with this. I mean, you got three camps. You've got some people in California. You've got some people in Hawkins and you've got Hopper all the way out in Russia and they have to bring all this back together in some sort of fashion. So I would assume that the reason they split it up into two is so that they can do that and not feel like, oh, my God, this is just a slog of trying to get everybody together. Do you think we just got footage in the trailer of the first half or of the whole thing? I don't know. I feel like probably the whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot in this trailer. There's a lot in there. And that's why. And it's all over the place. Yeah. There's a lot of like half second shots that are right. quickly going like machine gun fire. Exactly. And there's the stuff with Hopper, which seems like... That would probably be the first half. The stuff with like there's a war coming and the and the big bad and everything. That feels like it would be closer to the second half. I think they'll lay that in in the first half. But yeah, I think they'll really, you know, whatever that weird looking fucking guitarist. Yeah. In the inside out. It looks like they're riding the bike, their bikes in the inside <laughs> out. There's a whole sh- lot of shit. Going I know. On. I got to rewatch that and look frame. I just watched it today yeah. for the first time and I need to go through it frame by frame because it looks like Max's brother whose name escapes me. 
Uh, the dead kid. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is Billy. I think that's what they're doing. I think that yeah. is. I'll come out with a wild theory right now just to see if it's if it's right or not. Because it looks like there's a lot of time spent in the inside out. So I'm going to say first half that we get in May. It's upside down, by the way. I, I said it right once and then said it wrong once. Yeah. Upside down. It could have been called the inside out. I'm going to say because it looks like they spent a lot of time in the upside down. I'm going to say first half, a lot of it of plot building with people coming back together cliffhanger for the second half they all go into the upside down second half of the season in the upside down so like almost all of it is the kids and because it like i said it looks like there's some sort of journey going on and they're riding bikes in there and everything so i'm like i wonder if they're going in and staying in for a long time and maybe that's the second half of the season of like them journeying through to something. It would be like a Dungeons and Dragons quest. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons because I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, did you want to move on to your bit of comic book and movie news? <laughs> I would love to. Go for it. Chris. Yes. Have you ever been in a situation when someone made a tiny mistake? Like, I don't know. Uh, let's, Started a podcast. <laughs> let's say like... um Choking a young woman outside of a bar in Iceland. But you think to yourself, am I really going to let this one little mistake ruin a person's entire career? So you let them off with a slap on the wrists. The wrists, of course, that are attached to hands that choked a young woman outside of a bar in Iceland. But then, exactly one year later, that same person assaults a group of people in a karaoke bar in Hawaii and breaks into a couple's hotel room and threatens to burn them alive? Well, we've all been there. Now, because of this, Warner Brothers has decided to take immediate action and uh, and to show that this behavior is unacceptable and let the world know that they will not stand for this kind of reprehensible and deplorable misconduct. That is why they're going to put Ezra Miller's films on a temporary pause. <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, well, I mean, temporary pause, you know, after The Flash. Well, yes, and also Fantastic Beasts. Yep. But we should also say, I want to start out by saying Ezra Miller's pronouns are they, them. Yes, I've noticed that. I didn't realize I that. I didn't know and that. So we have been saying he, and so uh, I apologize about that. And also, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm letting us know so that we can try to remember. Right. <laughs> right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's going to be real rough. Yep. But we're going to do our best. Yes. And uh, we do not mean any harm or insult. Yeah. To them, yes, or to the uh, the community, yeah. the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, if we if we accidentally say him, it's us being stupid, just being idiots, and not us trying to like well, yeah. fuck the, yeah, that yeah. person. Yeah, I know you almost did that too. I'm right on the I'm edge. Saying. I know it's so difficult. So all those things happened. Ezra Miller did all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I heard about this, and I was reading the stuff that he'd done in the bar, and really, I was reading. And I was like. Sounds like he got just really drunk and like was a jack. I know they got really drunk. Yes, Fuck, already. I know you already did it before did too it. and didn't notice. Fuck, <laughs> but I didn't correct you. It's all right. Let's just move on. But uh, I, I was like, oh, it sounds like they got really drunk in a bar and just yeah, you know, fucked up because it was like you know being really loud and then also diving at someone who's playing darts or something. Right. Like, well, it said lunging, lunging. Yeah, which I assume would be like. The guy's about to throw and he's like, no, or something, you know, or, or yeah, or like a fake, like a fake out punch. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. about to. Yeah, I don't know, because it's not like they tackled the guy. No, they uh, yeah, just yeah. lunged, I guess. Like, in, like, is that a dance, you know, like a dance move, like the lunge, you know, or whatever? Like, but then 
I heard about them. They were threatening st- to burn threatening someone to kill a couple who was a couple that let them stay in their in the couple's house. It was a hotel room, right? I I guess or something. But they had met Ezra Miller at like a farmer's market or some such <laughs> shit. No, no, and that's and we're just yeah. like, hey, you want to please stay or something like that. That's yeah. honestly it's what I kind of had read. And it was like, and then you get drunk and threaten to kill. I will add as well, an insider also revealed that Miller had, quote, frequent meltdowns yes. during the production of The Flash and that they were, quote, losing it on set, but their actions were not violent. Right. Great. Wonderful. I know. I don't look. I have. All right. I'll say this first. Uh, this was going to be my last point. But I do want to point out that Ezra Miller doing this is like. There, you know, Warner Brothers is like unacceptable. We're changing things. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. The Academy is like he's banned for ten, 10 years. years. Yeah. And just as a reminder, the boys' actor Anthony Starr beat the ever living shit out of a chef in Spain about a month ago. Yep. And nobody gives a shit. No. So there's that. Yes. Well, you know why? Because season three, of the boys wasn't coming out at the time. I do wonder if it's. Here's the thing. I wonder. I do wonder how much of it is that he's just like. A regular generic white boy, so who gives a shit? But I do wonder as well. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> Anthony Starr. Okay. I do wonder as well, though, how much of it is. Well, but Ezra Miller is playing a hero. Will Smith plays the hero. Right. And we know Anthony Starr as like a douchebag. Um, that might be. I think the. I think it's the level of project. Uh, you know, The Boys is a is a hit show on Amazon Prime, which is a streaming service that <laughs> it's a streaming service that everyone has, but no one knows that they have it. <laughs> well, it's also one that like every time I go to look for something. Right. It's never on there. Right. Whatever I'm looking for, Amazon doesn't have it. Right. So I think it's one of those things where like some people watch that and some people don't. Will Smith is Will Smith. And yeah. Ezra Miller. Well, and also the the event that w- that happened with Will Smith was globally televised for everyone. Everyone was watching it live. Yeah, both the person who did the act is one of the biggest stars in the world, and the people and and the, and the person who was the victim is also one of the biggest stars in the world, and it was on live television. So there's that. I think with with the case of Ezra Miller, this is someone that people are like, oh, this is a star on the rise. This person is in high profile movies. He's got two franchises, essentially, that crosses two, you know, two franchises that crosses into a lot of quadrants like Fantastic Beasts and everything. uh, uh, And then also comic book movies, superhero movies. So you're hitting like big money quadrants right there. Right. And this person is someone who people have tap to say this is a this person is a talent and has a real potential to do some really outstanding work but he seems to be just collapsing under that pressure and i will say this for whatever happened during the shoots of the flash this is this person's first time being the lead like the shoulder it rests on their shoulders you know, certainly of something this big. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and also uh, as part of a franchise that historically has not done well. No. And it's been it's been a long time coming. It's gone through 20 directors. And now it's like, hey, maybe you'll do a good job. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. you'll fix it. Right. Are you going to fix it? So there's that. But also 
fucking pull it together. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm playing my, my violin yeah. for this person making millions of dollars to stand in front of a camera. I would love to be in their shoes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, uh, you know, everyone would get some. Listen, obviously, this this person needs help. Yes. So get some help. Work some extra time off into your contracts. Yeah. Like require a week, a month that you get vacation time. Right. And uh, and do what you got to do, because you have the power to do that at this point. Like you are famous enough. Just get some time off. Yes. Yeah. You can do that. Fans are hoping for Grant Gustin to step in to replace the actor. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, listen, I think he would be great. But the problem with that is that character, that actor is now carrying with him like seven or eight seasons of his own version of that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you could introduce Grant Gustin's version of Barry Allen, but then really what you're introducing is going to all the movie fans going like, Hey, you know that show you have not been watching for eight seasons. Now you have to go back and watch all of that, which I don't think a lot of fans would go to. I don't know that that would be, I think there's a way to do it that there's a way to do it, but I, I think it would be, a hall. Also, you could do it the other way where you're like, no, this guy's been playing it on TV. Let's just cut the TV show. I mean, or or not. Uh, but put him in movies and say it's the Ezra Miller flash. That would see that would be the hard part for me is to have Right, but that's what his, I'm saying. things go side by side. Right, exactly. And so there's that option, but that would be difficult too. Because you, theoretically there are characters like we don't need like Nick Fury has been around for 50 years. We don't need a back. Like if there was a TV show of Nick Fury that Samuel L. Jackson was in, I feel like I could have watched the Marvel Cinematic Universe and never gone back and watched his TV show. You know what I mean? There is a way to just like take whatever the character has experienced and include that in their emotion as they move forward. Sure. Absolutely. I agree with you there. But I think after eight seasons and then bringing him on screen. I'm not saying that you have to reference everything that's happened in eight seasons, right. but I think there would be a feeling of like, do I have to go back and watch all this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But all the more reason I bet DC makes some money off of that. Oh, sure. And he would be great doing it. He's so good. He is really He's good. such a good actor. He really is. Even in, you know, like you who are, was making, by the way, did you ever finish that? I caught up. Yeah. Okay. But then we stopped. They're still going. Oh, yeah. No, but that's what I meant. You caught yeah. up. But even you was like, oh, my God, this show is a fucking slog. Yeah, it drags. It's hard. Like, you can admit. like He's, he's incredible. Incredible. In the the in actors, it. most of the actors on that show are phenomenal. What's right. it? Jesse L. Martin as well is on there. And oh, yeah. I cannot remember her name, but the woman who plays um, Iris. Yes. Is excellent as well. Um, yeah. Uh, but they're all, yeah, they're all really good. And he's really great. It's just a matter of I think there's too much baggage with that. And now and it sucks, too, because his big breakout role post Flash is him in some movie about a dog? Yeah, but I think that's going to be... I've heard it's good. I'm sure it is. And I I feel like he's going to go on and do other great things. I hope so, man. He's getting... He's not that young anymore. He might be older than Ezra Miller. No, but I think he's going to go on... If he doesn't go on to do more TV, he'll do Broadway. He'll be one of those guys. Uh, I guess. Maybe. I mean, he can sing. He was on Glee. That's he can kind of sing. No, he can sing. He was. No, he can kind of sing. Mm, no, I. I'm, Not Broadway level. I'm sorry. Oh, 
Uh, no, he's definitely Broadway. Okay. I think he's been on Broadway. Sure. I don't know. I've listened to him sing and I'm like, yeah, he can hit all those notes, I guess. You saw him on the musical version of Flash, the musical episode of Flash. Yes. Yeah, I've heard him. He was on Glee for a while and I've heard him do a number of things. He can really if he you give him the right thing. Also, everything on Glee is auto tuned and post produced and blah, blah, blah. And same with the Flash probably, too. Right, right, right. But I think he's I mean, he's done musical theater. Sure. But he's one of those kids. I think he'll be or I should say Johnny Depp has done musical theater too. What's sure we could call Sweeney Todd that let's do that. I'm just saying you can put Pamela Anderson is is joining Chicago on Broadway right now. Oh man. Listen, don't get me started on that shit. But what I'm saying is that guy, he is that type of performer. Like he can dance, he can sing. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He doesn't have to do television movies. He'll be fine. I've also, I know somebody who knows him actually. And they said he's actually a really nice guy. So that does not surprise me. He seems so sweet and he's such a good actor. Just put him in coach. He's warming up the bench. That's what I mean. He'll have no problem getting jobs after this. He can do whatever he wants. I guess. Whereas Ezra Miller... I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Maybe they'll have a RDJ recovery of some kind. Listen, I hope so. I really do. But I think right now Warner Brothers like, yeah, you need to cool this down. They've also put themselves in a really big predicament. And the other problem is they got themselves into this because this writing was on the wall. Yeah. After the first thing. Right. When Justice League was out. I'm amazed we all forgot about it. Well, you and I have brought it up a few I times. I have not forgotten about it. And I know, I've but just I just mean waiting. like yes. the, the ether like has forgotten about yes. it. And I was like, what? when is this bomb going to go off? Like, it's just ticking away over here. And I was like, they had their chance with Justice League. They could have cut it off there. And, you know, and gotten someone else and they didn't. And now this happens and they have a movie on deck with not one, but two of him on screen. It's going to come out and then they're like, oh, we're going to back off his projects, but it's going to make a bazillion dollars for sure. And they're going to want to be like, oh, the projects are all back on. Whatever. Speaking of Fantastic Beasts, Matt Mickelson was talking to uh, British GQ did you see this? I don't know. This Maybe. Interview? I Have might. you heard about this? If it's what okay. I think, I got into it with some people, but okay. we're, I, I don't know. I, I might be wrong. So, um, Mads Mikkelsen, who is also in Fantastic Beasts, coming out shortly, got into it, uh, into an interview in British GQ, and they were asking him about, basically, method acting. Oh, it is. Yeah. Much right. like we talked about last week with Jared Leto, and he was like... Basically, he was like, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And uh, what if you do it and it's a shit film and you just did this whole thing the whole time? Yeah. And it's just absolute crap. Uh, What do you you know, then you just did that for for what? It made no difference. You know, I'm interested. So you and I, we talked about this last week when we talked about Morbius. We went to a school that talked all about this stuff. So um, how do you feel about this? Okay. So I might just read this thing that I made because I we are not secretive about our love for a certain podcast that may have inspired this one. Right. And it's a podcast called uh, The Weekly Planet. Yep. It's an Australian podcast uh, that talks about comic book movies. And um, basically, we both were listening to it. We both work together on our lunch breaks. We would talk about comics and movies, and we decided, you know what? We're already doing what they're doing. We might as well just record it, because it's basically the same thing. Right, right, And that was, like, the seed of this. I'm in a Facebook group that is, like, the official Facebook group of that. I don't even listen to the podcast anymore, because I don't have the time, but I'm on that, I'm in that group, and somebody posted that quote. 
And in the comments was just like 80 or 90 people shitting on method acting. There was a, another post in the same group about like, is this the death of method acting? Are method actors going to be phased out? And I was like, I, I'm just going to ignore this. It's fine. And eventually, like enough people were shitting on it in the, the Mads Mickelson post that I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking say something. Right. So I put <laughs> this is how it starts. I said, OK, uh, I've mostly stayed out of these discussions, but here we go, I guess. TLDR, Leto isn't a method actor. He's just an idiot. <laughs> and I said, I have I have three degrees in performance. One is a master's level degree in acting from the Actors Studio Drama School. I also studied at the Actors Studio for a year, and I'm a professional actor based out of New York City. For anyone who doesn't know, the Actors Studio is where Lee Strasberg taught method acting after returning from learning it directly from the man who literally wrote the book on it. Konstantin Stanislavski. Stanislavski. If I could say that as well as Will Smith could say, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, I'd have won an Oscar. It's true. At the actor studio, Strasberg would teach the method to Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, Marlon Brando, James Dean, Robert Redford, Marilyn Monroe, Paul Newman, etc., etc., etc. This is method acting, as it was originally shaped by Stanislavski and interpreted by Strasberg. If your character is sad, think of something sad. If your character is angry... Remember a time when you were angry. It is an attempt to tell an artificial story by responding to authentic internal stimuli. The technique itself is called effective sense memory. You remember a time your cat died, you focus on the clothes you were wearing, what the temperature felt like, what the room smelled like, on and on and on. And in doing this, you activate the emotional response centers of the brain and give an authentic performance. The method is not inherently taking a wheelchair to the bathroom so you can have a great performance. There seems to be a shift in the public's perception and definition of what applies as, quote, method acting. But I thought it would be helpful to note that the lessons being taught on the method have nothing to do with whatever Jared Leto is doing. I was at our orientation during my first day at the master's program, and James Lipton, our dean, little name drop, spoke about Lawrence Olivier's disdain for method acting. And Lipton said in response, quote, Fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> he said, fuck that guy. Anyway, here's your degrees. Now, yep. he said, quote, Olivier was such a good actor, he didn't need it. The method is a backup, a tool to keep in your pocket for when everything else fails. Additionally, the method goes through this every couple of decades or so. It's only recently that it's been in the spotlight as much as it has. I have friends who 10 years ago were just starting to put, quote, actor studio member, quote, back onto their resumes again because some dickhead actor ruined it for everyone. And now no one wants to hire method actors. It'll go out of fashion and then it'll come back later. The people who say, quote, instead of method acting, you should just try acting, have a fundamental misunderstanding of which parts are, are the method and which parts are just bad acting. The method is meant as a replacement for living as a serial killer, because I, I forget if you read that part, but part of what Mads Mikkelsen said was like, what are you going to do if you have to play a serial killer? Go be a serial killer. It's meant to be a replacement for that. So like. You'll never be able to do that. So instead, remember a time when you really wanted something you weren't allowed to have. You weren't allowed to have it, but you took it anyway. There's your effective sense memory. That's method acting. One of our professors told a story about having to play a homeless person on Law & Order. All the uh, actors playing homeless people were going to sleep out on the street to see what it was like. And when asked if she would join them, our professor said, quote, no, I think I'll just try acting. That's method acting. It isn't a response to method acting. Method acting is the no, I'll just try acting. 
And like, so you think of a time when you lost everything, everyone, and had nowhere to turn. That's all you need. Almost every actor you see is a method actor. Andrew Garfield, Chris O'Dowd, Vincent D'Onofrio, Bradley Cooper, all of them are method actors. But you never hear anything about them because they aren't pricks about it. And then I put, anyway, uh, no one asked for this. (laughs) But if you're interested in getting the terminology right, well, here it is. So that was my response to everybody Talking shit about method acting. Everyone's a fucking method actor. And, and they, they don't uh, shit on you after that or what happened? After? No, I got a lot of it was nice. I got a lot of because I was expecting because even on some of the posts, I had seen some actors be like, well, Lee Stra- this is all because Lee Strasberg misinterpreted Stanislavski's Adler. Go Adler. You know, and I'm like, fuck you. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Shut but up. no, in fact, most people were like, this is very helpful and informative. Thank you for this. And so I even went and found a YouTube video that was like explaining what method acting is and how it's evolved. And then you wrote a book. I did. I wrote, I I mean, I just did. That's what I just read you. you. But I was like, if anyone would like more coherent thoughts than the ones I just gave, here's a video explaining it. I mean, I don't know what could be more coherent than whatever that was. Anyway, yes, you and I went to the same school. Yes. Its foundation was built in method acting. Right. And yet, Chris, I mean, I can't speak for you. Sure. I have never... Pretended to be Abraham Lincoln for three years. <laughs> I mean, I did that once, but it had nothing to do with a paid gig. Yeah, it was a yeah, fetish. It was a, it was a thing. I was on Craigslist. It was a dark yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, it is meant as a replacement for whatever the fuck Jared Leto is doing. Right, exactly. I, and we kind of touched on this last week, and I'll just bring it up again briefly. Basically, I don't care what you do. Just don't be an asshole. That's really what it comes down Someone to. Someone asked me in response to that. So what is this called? What is this thing that Dan Day Lewis and Jared Leto are doing? And I was like, honestly, I think they're just doing what they think works for them. And most. That's, well, that's what that's what Daniel Day Lewis. does. Well, I think Jared Leto is as well. I think he thinks this works for him. He probably did it on Dallas Buyers Club. And he's like, this is it. This is what I need to do. And I was like, most actors will say to you, do what you got to do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Right. And that's the key right. little that piece right there. That last part, though, yeah. that's, uh, that's a part that's It's, a, it's that fairly important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you turn your head just when someone's saying that last part, you miss it. <laughs> it really takes yeah, you hey, listen, different... man, do what you got to do whenever loud and clear, what? buddy. All got day. it. Um, yeah. yeah, all day. And that's the thing, is that, first of all, there's two things that matter in this. One is the result. Daniel Day-Lewis did it to great acclaim. And if you watch... Almost every one of his movies, yeah. he's fantastic in it. Robert De Niro also Robert has De done Niro. similar things. Jared, but Jared Leto does it. Sometimes he wins an Oscar. Sometimes he makes Morbius. Sometimes he's a laughing. Or the Suicide Squad. Not, sorry, sorry. Or, the, or, or Suicide or Squad. Suicide Squad. Sorry, hang on. Or Academy Award winner Suicide Squad. <laughs> anyway. Maybe that's why they won. Maybe Jared Leto got them that Oscar. Because he was so good. It's the only way I can think they could get it. (laughs) But the other half is Daniel Day-Lewis. Now, I know in in like My Left Foot, like one of his first movies or his first movie, he kind of did the same thing that it was reported with Jared Leto doing, right? But as years went on, he probably learned his lesson and was not as obnoxious about it. I don't think so. I actually think he intentionally didn't take roles because of how uh, that were like that because of how difficult it was. But that's what I'm saying. That's one way of doing that is going, I don't want to get that deep with something like this. And I think it was more about, cause you know, I even brought this up on that, in that group as well, that like many actors, 
And we've talked about this. I was just talking to Melinda about this. If I have to do an accent, they'll say yes. I might do the accent all yes, the time, and that's totally fine. And it, and also a limp, right? Because you don't want to start all of a sudden working ten hours a day, and your leg gives out because you're favoring it all like constantly over the other one. Right. So, like to work up to something like that, you might need to do something. And like I that. agree with that, and I understand why why actors would do it, and I've done it too. My thing is like. You know, it's the level at which you do it again. You know, when Daniel Day-Lewis plays Lincoln, he wants to be referred to as Mr. President. That's fine. Whatever. I guess. It's, it's listen, it sounds as long as you don't send used condoms to people. Right, but that's what fine. I'm saying. Like that, pay, that you, you lose nothing by doing that. It doesn't cost any more time for anybody. It doesn't cost any more money. Just let them do it. I will say there was one time I was in a play where uh, I had to tell an actor something. I think I had to ask like, Hey, do you have everything you need or whatever? And so I went up and I was like, Hey Cody, do you have anything, everything you need? And he looked up and said, why are you calling me Cody? Yeah. See, don't do that. <laughs> Like, get the fuck just, out of here. You know, again, instead of saying, like, who's Daniel? Yeah. I'm sure he just went, uh, Mr. President. If you don't mind. Exactly. Just like a normal human being would do. Right. My thing is, you know, when you hear stories of, say, Jared Leto taking a 45 minute bathroom break because he needs the crutches. If he's if it's the scenes where he's playing the guy who needs the crutches. Sure. But if it's Jared Leto walking around normal on camera. And then they go cut and he's like, somebody get me my crutches. I'm like, that's not. I still, we talked about this last episode. I still disagree with that. Cause if you're going, cause there, if there's a potential that you will need to do it later, I understand that. But then theoretically you would be losing it on the days that you're walking around normal on camera. Right. Which is why you need to do it as much out. So like whenever you can as possible. Look, I stand by. Right. If that was the but only then you can thing. Go home and do that. You could go home and prepare yourself. Maybe. I still stand by, if that was the only thing, whatever. Right. I'd be fine with it. No one was pissed off at Daniel Day-Lewis, who probably did the same thing. Right. But also, it's a way it's about I the think way there that you are, go. I think there are scenes in that movie where he also walk, like walks with a cane early on. Right. You know? I haven't seen it. But I suspect he it gets worse and worse. As the movie progresses. Yeah. Yes. But again, that was like his first movie. And so what I'm saying is like as years progressed, I think he learned to not be so obnoxious about it to make it work for him. But like you were saying, like, don't be an asshole about it. I don't know. Yeah. I think that if Jared Leto did the same thing, like if during Morbius, he asked people to call him Mr. Morbius. Right. Or Dr. Morbius. Fine. I think. Well, I was going to say, I think we would. I would feel way worse. I'd be like, oh, what a dickhead. But yeah. it's because he has this history right. of doing this insane, crazy shit. He's going off and the, yes. the results aren't there. Right. Like Daniel Day-Lewis says, please call me Mr. Lincoln. And he has never sent a rat to a person in the mail. Right. Or given a snake in a box to Jimmy Kimmel or whoever, Jimmy Fallon. So, okay. It's, it's fine. Great. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it doesn't hold up production. Right. You know? That's what that's where it is. Again, if he's walking around with the it's the scenes during the day when he's walking around with the canes and he's like, I don't want to lose this. I need to do this. And I'd be like, yeah, of course. Absolutely. But if it's like him running around. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're running around. Also, quite frankly, fuck Mads Mikkelsen. Like, 
you should know the difference between. I get you're a British actor and you're trying to sound snobby or whatever. He's not even. He's like Danish. Well, or I don't give a shit. Yeah. Just like you should. I love that I'm saying you should know the difference between method acting and this when I don't even know what country he's from. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen. I understand where he's coming from because if you're if you're the guy wa- working across from Jared Leto, you're gonna be like, fuck this fucking shit anyway. So I think that's where he's coming from. Is this? He's, you know, he. I don't think he's gonna. If someone's like, "What do you think about that acting?" He's not gonna go on this the same rant that you went on of like, "Let me explain this." I don't know, man, because he called it method acting, right? Because I think they prompted the question of method acting. Sure. And so, uh, you know, I think, I think he's just going on like, "This is what's in the news right now. This is what is making the headlines of what is being called method acting." It's so annoying. And rather than go on a tirade, because also he might not fully know the details of it because he came up somewhere else. And so rather than like go into a rant like you did about it, where he doesn't have any sort of not authority, but knowledge, intimate knowledge of it. He's just like, no, this like to be that way is absolute horseshit. Like don't do that. You know, just don't be a dickhead. Anything Jared Leto does, just don't do it. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, that's all I had to say about that. I honestly found this story and I was like, let's get Andrew to go on a rant for like five, seven minutes. <laughs> I know this will be a big thing. Um, yeah, you do know how to do that. I do. I really do. Yippee Kai don't remember because Bruce Willis has officially retired from acting. Wow. Was that too much? Wow. That was, that's the type of joke. If I said that joke, <laughs> you would end this episode. I don't know if I'd go that far. Wow. But uh, I would be like, Phew. I'm both ashamed and proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. For stooping to my level. Oh, and also, I'll be the first to say, I fucking told you. I knew there was a reason he was doing all these small shitty films instead of bigger blockbusters, and it's because of his mental deterioration. And while this would normally be terrible news, it makes me right and you wrong, so it's great news. Did you say that? Yes. All right, well, sure. Like two t- episodes ago, we were we were talking about, because I was like, it makes no sense. It would be less work for him to do a cameo in a Marvel movie. Oh, we were talking and I, about I this. I kept saying, yeah. like, why is he doing all these little shitty films? And it turns out it's because they're the only people who will work with him. Because a bunch of other directors have come out and been like, yeah, we're not working with this guy anymore. Like, we had to cut five pages of his dialogue because right, he can't right, remember right, right. it. We have to add ADR in post. He keeps shooting the gun at the wrong time, and it's costing us money. And Also... I think on Bruce Willis's end, this might have been he knew what he had. Right. And so he's like, I can do and kind of going back to what we were saying, I can do these these movies. Bing, bang, boom. Quick, quick, quick. Cash grab uh, and set up. Not that he wasn't already set up for life. And know that they're not that important. I know that they're not important. If it turns out bad, whatever. They're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to at this point. In the long run, really tarnish his legacy. I mean, well, we, make, like, we make jokes now. And quite frankly, like, if you ruin a Marvel movie, right. there's a good chance you'll never work for anyone again. Right. But this Whereas thing this, will come and go. Right. He fucks up a couple of his 14 movies a year. Right. Yeah. Whatever. And at the end of the day, when he when he dies, it's still going to be like John McClane passed away. You know what I mean? Like, it will never right. tarnish 100%. him. Right. 100%. But also, before we continue with this, we, I should say, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Willis's career spanned 42 years, ending only after being diagnosed with aphasia, a disorder that affects the language and memory centers of the brain. Yeah. This, I, I will say, all jokes aside about what he had done in the last couple of years, this sucks because I have actually thought that this guy, 
had a lot more to him than I think even even after 42 years in Hollywood, an industry that likes to put you in a box still kind of put him in somewhat of a box. He had chances to branch out in certain projects. But I think they're like, you know, he showed real potential in a lot of other things that I don't think he got the chance to do. Um, there's there's a Wes Anderson mo- movie called Moonrise Kingdom that he is phenomenal in. And I was like, hot damn, this guy could do something with the right project. If people gave him the chance to not be John McClane in every movie, this guy could do something really cool. Um, and so it sucks. It sucks because I really thought he was going to age into something where it was like, he's going to have a turnaround and kind of do an anti Liam Neeson. He's going to go from like action star into something else into like this other thing. And now we're not going to get that chance, which kind of sucks. I was really kind of hoping we'd get, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see him in a villain role in Green Lantern down the road yes. or like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There's still action movies, but I don't know, like a, a can't like a Tommy Lee Jones style, like how Tommy Lee Jones is in um, Captain America, like that right. kind of role yes. for another character down the road. Even, you know, even like, a, you know, they used to say that possibly like Sean Connery was going to show up in a Bond movie as the villain. Right. Like yeah. to see a, a diehard esque movie, but John McClane, but Bruce Willis is the villain. Yeah. Like would have been a great yeah, turnabout. There's a uh, uh, um, Moonlighting, which is his big breakout role uh, yeah. with him and Civil Shepard. Show. Yeah, uh, it is. I've seen clips of it. I actually, it's one that I want to find and kind of binge through because I've heard it's one he of the best hair. TV shows ever. Yeah, he has hair, but he's hilarious in it, yeah. and you know, uh, it really shows why he became the star that he was. I should also note. I'm say, we're saying this like it's eulogy. But, I know. <laughs> and we'll end up repeating this a few years from now or God willing, many years from now. But this guy, we take it for granted, but this guy changed action movies because before action movie, before Bruce Willis, our action movie stars was like a Schwarzenegger or a Stallone. It was a guy who like it was an unbeatable God of a man. Yeah. Who nothing could beat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. for the first time we saw just like a regular kind of scrawny guy. Like he was in good shape, but there was a good chance he was going to lose. Yeah, even even you know if you go back to the seventies and the sixties, if you look at action heroes, even if they weren't like a big giant god of a man, like if you have like a Steve McQueen or Clint Eastwood, they were like a down the line, like a bullet train of justice. You know what I mean? Like they were a force of good unwavering and everything like that. Bruce Willis comes in and does Die Hard and it's like John McClane is a normal dude that you would kind find. Kind of a dirtbag. Kind of a dirtbag that you would find on the street. You know what I mean? And he had flaws and he had, you know, he wasn't the unbeatable, you know, beacon of justice that you that we'd seen before. Uh, and that's why it was so great, you know? He was great as well that you could pull any genre of film that he was in more towards that that feeling yeah. as well. So I think of something like the fifth element Yeah, that with any other actor would have felt like a pristine heightened over the top extravaganza of a movie. Right. But you put every man Bruce Willis right into this role and it all of a sudden feels more like a gritty boots on the ground, solid foundation, regular Joe just trying to make it through this story kind of thing. Yeah. What's engaging about a lot of his movies is that. Because, like you said, he is the everyman. Right. 
And I truly believe when you watch a movie, you want to put yourself in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with Bruce Willis, a lot of his movies, you can do that. Yeah. You can watch Die Hard and you can be like, I could be that guy. Like that. I could. And that's part of the enjoyment as you watch it. And you're like, I could be that guy. I could do that if I wanted to. I could be that awesome right there. Uh, Whenever you look up at the screen, that was his appeal. That was that was amazing. Yeah, it sucks. It really does. For all the, the times that we joked about him. And uh, maybe we'll joke about him still, but who knows? But it, it does. It does suck. Yeah. It really does. I, look, let me tell you, I am. It, I feel bad saying this. There is some relief to me that it's not just he gave up. Absolutely. Like there is I, there is some relief to me that like, oh, he had to do this. Right. It wasn't just him being like, no, fuck you guys. I'm just going to take my check. Yeah. That he wasn't just a sellout. Yeah. That there was something to this. There was a nobility to this. Yeah. You know, this is a this is an interesting. I also wonder as well if there's I mean, he says he's retired and I believe him. But I wonder if there's an opportunity for him to do voiceover work where the script is just in front of you. Yeah, I think. Listen, he says he's retired and maybe he is. But I think there's even. Even on camera work, I think there's an opportunity to use him sparingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he was already kind of in the movies that he does kind of already sparingly. You know, he, he would have a negotiation where it's like, I'm doing a week. That's right. what I'm doing. And you're going to pay me a million bucks for a week yeah. or something. <laughs> but there's, you know, there is a, a, a way to to do this where it's an on It's a cameo scene, you know, and it's. You know, a day of work. Yeah. And you can and maybe and you improv have, and you improv even if there's lines, you know, it's it's not a bulk of, of material. Right. And you can have or you can camera. have like a teleprompter He's or something sitting at a bar. Yeah. And the script is just out of frame right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's there's ways to do this because in there is Bruce Willis, you know, in there is a professional and you'd be surprised many professionals. It's a it's almost a muscle memory thing. So there's a way to get it back in in short bursts and things like that. So, you know, he says he's retired. Do I think this is the very last we'll see Bruce Willis? I feel like no. I feel like he's got one or two things left. He's in great shape, too. Like, he, I think he's going to be around for a while. Uh, Brie Larson has joined Fast and Furious 10. Fast 10. No, Furious 10? Fast and Furious 10. Brie Larson has just joined Fast 10 through, uh, announced through a, a tweet... Or an Instagram post, I've lost track yeah, of which, something. from Vin Diesel with a picture of them, uh, just basically saying, hey, Brie Larson's joined us. They already have Jason Momoa. They already have everyone else. I don't know who she's playing. Nobody does. I think it's going to be a villain. That's who I think it's going to be. What do you think? I don't. Uh, I think she... You think she joins La Familia? Yeah. Really? 100%. I don't know what kind of character, like if it's going to be some ex-girlfriend who shows up or whatever, or if Mm. they're just going to find her somewhere and she's going to tag along. But I think they just did the blonde villain. True. Do you even know which movie that was? All of them. Yes. Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah. Charlize Theron. uh, Fate of the Furious. Yeah. So, but that was two movies ago. It was, but it's still, it's too obvious to me. Or just obvious enough. And also, I think Brie Larson is... I mean, look, maybe she is looking to spread her wings as an actor, but I think her personality is is she she's she seems too wholesome to me. But that's why I think she'd be good for this. Sure. Turn it about. I Here's what I'm going to say. 
Uh, wild speculation on a movie franchise I have never seen a second of. Here we go. <laughs> Brie Larson is Vin Diesel. No. <gasps> Even better. Brie Larson is Paul Walker's ex-girlfriend. Or sister. Or sister. And she's the villain. Oh, no, I don't think so. <sighs> yes. I think it might be Paul Walker's sister. Starts out as La Familia double crosses La Familia, but in the end, sees the error of her ways and joins La Familia. Chris, this writing is too good to be in one of these movies. Oh, you're right. You're right. Fast 11? (laughs) Yes. I'm available. Yeah. Also, in those movies, if you need a guy to sit on a beach lounge chair in a Hawaiian shirt with sunglasses... While cars drive by and then he just pulls the sunglasses down to the middle part of the bridge of his nose and look over the sunglasses in an amazed expression. I'm also available. And if you need a guy who once the music starts playing is actually dead, but because of voodoo magic gets up and dances around. Andrew is also available. I'm your guy. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We come as a duo. Uh, I, I'm sorry if that's if that's okay that I could take. I know it's your favorite movie. I so I wouldn't want to take that role away from you. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, it, listen, uh, it is my favorite movie, but it's only because you the pa- your passion for it being your absolute favorite movie <laughs> made it my favorite movie. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Even though you were the one who turned me on to it. Well, I you're gave the you, one who I gave show, who gave me one of your many copies of the movie that you right collect. because you kept talking about. <laughs> I guess reading about it in film study or something. I can't find what you're talking about, but you seem to be really knowledgeable on the subject of Weekend at Bernie's 2 because of the racism. Ah, damn it. I was going to do that one. I was going to say, but that's so funny because I remember when you handed me the copy of the DVD, you said, I love this movie because I'm a big racist. Yeah. I was just going to go right for it. It's funny because you return. I remember you tried to return the copy of Weekend at Bernie's too, and you literally wrote in Sharpie because of the racism as like the subtitle. It's very odd that you took the time to do that. Which is funny though, because I I you know I did that, but I made sure to um, pick an area. Oh Jesus! Other than on the disc, I had to put it on the cover because that's where your David Duke signature was. Is that the name of the guy who played Bernie? No. <laughs> Oh, but the fact... Oh, David, too. I was going to say, the fact that you don't know who that is shows that this is just a bit. Can we be done with this? Let me tell you, Chris. There's literally nothing better. Nothing better, I say. Not the birth of my son or my engagement to Melinda. Not your stupid kids. Nothing better than Martin Scorsese eating his words and finally apologizing for his verbal attacks. (laughs) No. This is the this is the one you wanted, right? Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> Finally apologizing for for his verbal attacks on the comic book film industry and the fans who love it. Nothing better, I say, other than Tyrese Gibson believing that the Morbius movie would be the one to get him to do it. Oh my gosh. Oh, Tyrese Gibson. This is my favorite story that we have ever covered. Okay. God bless your dumb little heart. (laughs) Because a fake Twitter account claiming to be Martin Scorsese tweeted a photoshopped image of Scorsese next to a Morbius poster with the caption, quote, 
I was aghast to find out it was based on a comic book. This is the truest height of cinema, and even I cannot top it. A wise man admits when he is wrong, and I was wrong. I apologize to all comic book movies. And Tyrese Gibson, who was in Morbius, he played one of the detectives. He probably had a name. He played the detective that didn't shake the kitty litter. That's right. Yeah. He played the less interesting detective. He responded on social media with, quote, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) I can't believe what just happened. Whoa. Cheers and hats off to you, Danielle Espinoza, who directed the film. This is so amazing, King. This is the king of kings of cinema, Martin Scorsese. This is huge. Quote, and I have written here in my notes, this is the funniest story we have ever covered. My God, this is it. I can't even. How do you see? Okay, Tyrese Gibson. Did he watch the movie before he read this? I don't. He must have seen it, right? I would assume. Because like other things came out that he he thought it was going to be a very different film. Like there are evidently scenes where he has a cybernetic bionic arm. Yes. That are not in the film. Yes. He thought it was going to be different. So has he seen the final product? Does he know it's bad? I think he's seen the final product. Listen, when you make something, you want to believe that it's good. Tyrese Gibson apparently can really... I mean, he's dedicated in his belief, I guess, or something. But I, man, oh man, dude, like, even, listen, I just, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> this is really just ridiculous. I'm trying to, like, just, like, parse my, I don't know why doubt? I'm trying to come in with a soft landing on yeah. this one, except to say that Tyrese Gibson has to be one of the sweetest and dumbest people on the face of the earth to believe this like to I say, say that he did to, he tried to pay it forward to the director and good on him but my god man like the amount of praise that scorsese gave this scores i'm putting this in quotes now yeah. scorsese gave this movie Really should have tipped you off. Like, Scorfacey. Yeah, I just, oh, yes. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> Trademark that. Like, how do you read that? I mean, even if you're like, no, I, I think Morbius is good because you're in the movie and you want to believe in your own project. And I get that. How do you read a tweet from Martin Scorsese saying this is the height of cinema and that even I could not top this? The only thing I can assume is that. Tyrese has never seen any other cinema. Like, was this also the first movie that Tyrese Gibson ever saw? Like, has he gone into all of the other movies he's made? And then when he goes to the mirror, he just sits there going, la, 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 la. No, that's a good point. If you had never seen a movie. Right. And you watched Morbius, you might be like, that was incredible. Right. My God. That man transformed himself into a giant bat for his art, which ironically for this movie, Jared Leto might have done. He may have. But yeah, if you saw if this was your only reference for anything, maybe you think this is brilliant. But if you've seen, I don't know, another movie or a episode of television or a Dove Soap commercial, anything really, you would know that 
There are better things out there. Even if you think this is good and you want to believe that because you're part of the project, you know this is not that. Come on, man. I mean, really. Do you think Martin Scorsese is just being nice? Like, is that what he, you know, like there's a there's a little bit of honesty to it, but he's mostly just making a post because he's trying to be very kind to Tyrese Gibson and, and the Morbius team. Sure, that's what he's doing. But I mean, like, is that what? Like when if you were to read that and right. actually like to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how his mind is working. Oh, Tyrese Gibson. Well, that, that lies madness. And if it is. Yes, uh, I'm going to go with option B on that one. Oh, so you're saying he reads this post and he and he's going, OK, that not none. Uh, this isn't that true, but he's you think that Martin Scorsese, he thinks that Martin Scorsese is just being. Like director to director, just overly complimentary about the movie and giving it some praise. I guess. I mean, even I, no, I can't. No. Again, if it was a, maybe if it was a different director, let me put it this way. If it's a different director, then maybe I'd believe it more. And even really good directors, like if, I don't know, like the Russo brothers or something tweeted something like this, who have directed really great movies, but they have not directed yet a Mean Streets, a Raging Bull, a, you know, a, a uh, 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 The Departed, um, you know, I could, Goodfellas. See how I can just like go on and on and on about this? You know, it's really easy for me. That you know, then I'd be like, "Oh wow, that was really maybe that I bet you that really was them. That was really nice." But if Scorsese, who's made like five of the greatest movies of all time, it's like him and Spielberg. You just put against each other of like, who's the greatest director of all time? You know, if you look at the hundred greatest movies ever, I think he's got like four percent or something. <laughs> You know, so four movies. Sure. I mean, that's, but like, you said a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Four percent would be four movies. Yeah, he's like four or five percent of the list, yeah. which is better than most directors. Better than like, me. Like four percent better than more most directors have. Like, how do you look at a, a quote from a guy like that? And you're going like, oh, this is real. This is legit. This is, this is legit right here. And then you you put it out to the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's some confidence, man. That is. I mean, that is like somewhere in Los Angeles, there is a Tyrese Gibson's shaped hole in a brick wall somewhere. Because <laughs> he just ran headfirst right into that sucker. And also the head is enormous because his uh, his ego must be. I mean, to think. Can you imagine if Mar- if I if I saw a tweet from literally anyone famous? Yeah. About us. Yeah. That said anything like that. Oh, my gosh. I would be like, that's fake. You know, here's immediately. The, here's the other thing is that if he saw that and then he retweeted it and everything, that also means that chances are he was walking around also showing that to people. You know what I mean? Like there's someone in a Starbucks line who was like, Tyrese Gibson just showing this weird fucking quote from Twitter and he's like check this shit out right here like he I because I would assume that he's also just like shit I'm showing this to everyone because I would if I was that stupid <laughs> and believe that I'd show it everywhere I'd get on the bus I wouldn't even need to go anywhere I'd just be like everybody look at my phone look at this look at this quote right here <laughs> this is from Martin Scorsese I'm trying to find the account because that's another thing is the first thing I would do as well is check how many followers 
this account had. Yeah. Because if it's less than a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not him. Because I agree with you. If someone tre- if someone famous tweeted about us, the first thing I would do is go, this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is fake. There's no way. And it's not even and it doesn't even have to be that high of a compliment. If they tweeted us and they were like, hey, at media lunch break, Andrew's V-neck shirt looks nice from at C. Nolan. I'd be like, <laughs> that's fake. Yeah, that's 100 percent fake. Christopher Nolan doesn't give a shit about your T-shirt. Well, that's and fake. quite honestly, so I would from there probably be like, yeah, it's probably fake. But even like just the content of like if Christopher Nolan tweeted us and said, hey, guys, I watched your latest video and it is it far surpasses anything I have ever made. Right. Your video of ESPN commentary about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. Available right now on YouTube, by the way. I wish I had seen it prior to making Tenet. Right. So that I could improve my films. I, I would be like, go fuck yourself. Who are you? Why are you making fun of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I would believe any of this. It's too complimentary. I would still show it to all of my friends and retweet it, though. Oh, I, would show it to all, oh, I would show it to everyone. I'd show it to everyone. <laughs> but also, we have stupid friends, so they would believe it, too. So we could what, tell them. What a fucking idiot. Chris, oh, my God. What a stupid actor in a stupid movie. Uh, Tyrese Gibson, if you're listening to this, I love you. Tyrese Gibson is going to tweet at us about how right we were to call him an idiot and uh, how this episode has really been a wake up call to him and he's going to, and actually I'm just going to send him this uh, audio clip. Um, Tyrese Gibson, the movie was incredible. Morbius. I take back everything bad I've ever said about comic book movies. It is far better than anything I could ever have made. Congratulations. You are a hero. You deserve to be considered a God for your acting in this Glorious piece of cinema that will rest in the annals of history and be taught in every film class until the sun explodes and devours us all. Amen. By the way, um, this is Judd Apatow. <laughs> I was trying to think. I, he's not as big. He's you know not big enough. I was trying good. to think of enough. It's, this is Francis good. Ford Coppola. There you go. There it is. Let's be done with this, shall we? Let's be treble. Excellent. Uh, other than that, this has gone on long enough, I think, right? That's what she said. Yep. There we go. Uh, hey, Andrew. Yep. Hey, Andrew. Yep. Hey, Andrew. Yep. Oh, where can they find they us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can also find us places like iHeartRadio and Pandora. We're all over the fucking place, my guy. Like, uh, just fucking. That's the sweetest little nickname you've given <laughs> We're me. We're all over the place. I like that. Everywhere. You can't throw a rock without hitting us. We're everywhere. We're even on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where you can listen every Tuesday at 8 in the morning if you don't want to wait for fucking Apple to get their shit together, where our episode gets posted at like 8.30 or 9. You can just go straight to SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break and give us a listen. We're also on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We've got some great videos over there, so give that a look-see. Give us a subscribe. You can also find us on TikTok, where we've both been putting out little videos. Our handle there is at the media lunch break uh, we're also on patreon.com slash the media lunch break if you would like to donate some amount of money any sort of any, amount, of money, any really. amount really I think it has to be at least a dollar but other than that 
You could give us one, five, a million dollars. You could convince 999,999 of your friends to all donate a dollar. Actually, you know what? I think we should change the, um, I think we should change how people donate. You can donate one dollar, five dollars, or a million dollars, but only those three amounts. Vetoed. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating or reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Who's one of our patrons. She's the first patron we ever got. And she's the last patron we'll ever have. have. Uh, Let's see. Sorry. As you were talking about that. Yeah, you're on your phone. No, but actually here I find something that's lovely right now. Uh, There's an article on Variety. Gilbert Gottfried's funniest jokes and most not safe for work moments. You can actually, they're all just listed with YouTube links right in the article. So you could check that out, actually. But not at work. But not at work. Or Unless at work. you have headphones. Yeah, there you go. As always, Andrew talked about leaving a review. Leave a review. You can leave it right in app. It really, honest to God, does help us out a lot. Put a five-star review, as we've said before. I'll tell you what, you leave, you put a five-star review, you can put whatever you want in that review. This week, if you put a five-star review, I want you to give the most complimentary and overly lavished review that you possibly can to us, but sign it, someone famous. (laughs) All right. Uh, Or just sign them all Martin Scorsese. I would love to see like 10 Martin Scorsese reviews five-star reviews for us right there. I think that would be great. And then one Tyrese Gibson. Next week, we're going to talk about who knows what. But this brings me to my next point. If you are out there and you're like, hey, listen, here's what you should be talking about. I saw this thing. Check this out. Talk about it. I need you to make some sense out of this. Send it on over. There's a show you want us to watch. There's a movie you want us to watch. There's a comic you want us to read. Send it over. We're going to talk about Rock of Ages yeah. next week. I was like, Tower? Nope. But, uh, you know, you can. we're going to talk about that next week. But if there's something else, you're like, oh, you should be reading this. Talk about this. Send it over to us. You're a creator. You made a movie. You made a show. You made a podcast. You made a comic. Send it over to us. If you you want us to give it a shout out, give it, give it some love, give it some critique, send it over. I love doing those things. And next week would be a good week to do it. Because so far, I've not figured out what the hell we're going to talk about yet. Other than that... There's one other thing I usually say. What is it? Is there something else I usually say? Or is this it? Uh, You've forgotten that you end every episode by saying, this episode was good, but not as good as a Little Caesars hot and ready pizza. Pizza, pizza. That's pretty good. See? You're getting good at this. Yeah. Oh, now I kind of do want a Little Caesars pizza. I have wanted one nonstop for a week. Really? I gotta see if there's a Little Caesars around here. I don't think Melinda likes it, so... I'm going to have to start sneaking. No, no, no. She doesn't like it because she loves it. Little Caesars. <laughs> no, no. Pizza, pizza. I don't think she... No, she doesn't like it. So you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I need it in my life. So I'm going to fucking break up with her. No, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to start, start sneaking uh, secret pizza. I'm going to be like, hey, honey, uh, I'll be right back. I got to go get a packet of smokes. And then I'll go out and eat a whole pizza. Yes. <laughs> Love it. (laughs) Love it. Because I cannot resist the melted cheese and crispy pepperoni and flavored seasoned crust 
of a Little Caesars hot and ready pizza. Little Caesars. I fucking want to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I can't wait. Let's... I want... At first, I was like... Do I want to end this bit? And now I'm like, no, we're going through the desert on this. We've crossed the desert. We're going to cross the desert. I think we're in the middle of the desert right now. I don't now. think so. I think we're we just cross crossed the it because that was funny. Here's what I think. I think we're, well, no, I think for us, we've crossed the desert. Okay. I think for the audience, we're in the middle of the desert right now. Oh, right. But here's what I think we're going to do. We're going to cross the desert on this. And one of two things is going to happen. This is going to end in us getting an actual sponsorship from Little Caesars. <laughs> or it's going to end in us getting an actual cease and desist from Little Caesars. And if if they do that, man, I cannot wait to see how I turn on them. 180. Either way, the third act of this bit is going to be incredible. It's going to be a sight to see. It's going to be really good. Uh, I can't wait. But until that happens, I'm going to go out and I'm going to enjoy a hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. And wash it down with a delicious... No, I still refuse to say that word. Why? What's wrong with Olipop? It sounds like a, like a, like a, uh, I'm going to get an Oli. It sounds like something a child would want. It is something a child would want. My son loves these, actually. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. They're delicious. I also, you know what I think it is? I have an immense disdain for the word pop because of the Midwest. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. Because I was raised in the South. Uh, Technically, I was born in Ohio. But uh, at the age of five, so like my language hadn't really come to fruition. And then we moved to the South where we called it soda. For anyone who doesn't know, through most of the Midwest, you call it pop. And I got back there and I was like, what are you saying? You call it what? Well, why don't we? All right. For your so for you. So you feel comfortable. I'm fine with saying Olipop. But so you feel comfortable. You can change it to a a drink you're more comfortable with. So for you, you I'll say Olipop and you say Ollie rum. You want to cut it off there? Let's just cut it. We're at an hour and a half. Let's just cut (laughs) the shit off now. (laughs)